Happy Saturday, everybody. Um, I'm glad that you're right here with me. Uh, it's been a very interesting time with this uh, pandemic where everything that we're doing is live streamed. And as you can see, I'm in a new location right now because the virus just keeps changing and we have to change the way we are doing things. But I'm glad that the gospel can still be preached. And I hope you are glad as well for that. Can you just say amen for God? Amen. That at least in spite of the struggle, you can get a word from the Lord. You know, there, there are people who are not able to hear the word right now, but you and I can hear the word. And wherever you are, I want you to pray for me. I really need your prayers today because I believe that I can't do this by myself. So I started a, a series last uh, week called Pandemic. And it's my effort to try to respond to this situation that we are under right now. And I, I, the subtitle of the series is uh, Making Sense of a Crisis. Pandemic, Making Sense of a Crisis. We began by saying that last week that God would often, will often disrupt our lives in order to get our attention. Now, he does not cause disruptions at all times. But he will leverage the, the disruption so that we can get to know him better. And the point I was trying to drive across is that this is a moment when things have been disrupted in your life. And to try to get on track with God. Would you say amen? So it's important that we, we, we connect, we reconnect, and we stay connected uh, with God. Uh, the text I, I, I want to preach from is Matthew chapter 24. In fact, I, I started the series on this particular chapter, uh, but I want to continue. In fact, I'll spend the whole series in this particular chapter, Matthew 24 and 25. So wherever you are, you know, this practice of Pastor Henry, you know, to stand, to give respect to the word of God. Wherever you are, please stand with me. And I want you guys to turn your attention to Matthew chapter 24. And I want to begin reading in verse number three. And I'm going to pick up a few verses in the particular chapter. I'm going to give you a little time uh, to get there. Matthew chapter 24 and verse uh, number three. Let me switch up my, my version uh, real quick here. So I'm reading from the New King James Version uh, of the Bible. Matthew chapter 24 and verse number 3. Can I read in your hearing? Well, I can't hear you, but uh, I'm going I'm, to I'm read anyway. So I hope you are standing with me. The Word of God says in verse 3, Now as he sat on the Mount of Olives, the disciples came to him privately saying, Tell us, when will these things be? And what will be the sign of your coming? And at the end of the age. And Jesus answered and said to them, Take heed that no one deceives you. For many will come in my name, saying, I'm the Christ, and will deceive many. Hmm. And you'll hear of wars and rumors of wars. See that you are not troubled, for all these things must come to pass, but the end is not yet. For nation will rise against nation. And kingdom against kingdom, and there will be famines, pestilences, and earthquakes in various places. Check this, verse number 8. All these are the beginning of sorrows. They are the beginning of sorrows. Verse 9 says, then they will deliver you up to tribulation and kill you, and you'll be hated by nations for my name's sake. Now, I want you to jump down to uh, verse number uh, 21. Verse number 21 says, For there will be great tribulation, uh, 
such as has not been since the beginning of the world until this time, nor ever shall be. Verse 22, and unless those days were shortened, no flesh would be saved. But for the elect's sake, those days will be shortened. For if anyone says to you, look, here is the Christ, or there, do not believe it. For false prophets and false for false Christ and false prophets will rise and show great signs and wonders to deceive, if possible, even the elect. Verse 25, I love this verse. It says, see, I have told you beforehand. God anticipates things. Take note of that. Therefore, in verse number 26, if they say to you, look, he is in the desert, do not go out. Or look, he is in the inner rooms, do not believe it. For as lightning comes from the east and flashes to the west, so also will this, the coming of the Son of Man be. For wherever the carcass is, there the eagles will be gathered together. And here's where I want to end. Verse number 29. Immediately after the tribulation of those days, the sun will be darkened and the moon will not give its light. The stars will fall from heaven and the powers of the heavens will be shaken. I want to take this text and translate to you the idea, the stages of struggle. The stages of struggle. Let's pray. Father, I'm here. I'm standing. I'm here, Lord, to be an instrument, to be an agent. To be a mouthpiece for the word to be heard. A sister, a brother is in the whirlpool of struggle. They're in the storm of struggle. They're on the mountain of struggle. Father, I pray that you would download into me your word. Yes, I have studied it, Father, but maybe it's not what you want me to say. Give me the words that I need to say so that my brother and my sister right here, right now, will be transformed, reformed, and formed into the image of Jesus. I thank you because you have given me life and strength. Bless my, bless my brother and sister in Jesus' name. Amen. At the young age of 44, Glenn Fridley no longer walks among us. His melodious voice is hushed. We have been left with a legacy of songs recorded on YouTube, uh, recorded on Apple Music, recorded on Spotify. And if we want to listen again to the voice of Glenn Fridley, we need to go to YouTube and Spotify and Apple Music to hear his voice. You see, the death of Glenn has catapulted Indonesian fans into a struggle of grief. As I scrolled on the uh, social media platforms, I, I saw words of uh, grief. I saw people struggling with grief and, and they're writing, gone too soon, bang. How sad it is that you're no longer with us, bang. I can't believe it, bang. I saw emojis of broken hearts. I saw emojis of tears streaming like rivers because people uh, are sad and, and there is something about a struggle, uh, the struggle of grief that tends to uh, uh, connect all of us. Or we know what it means to lose someone we love. 
We know what it means for death to ravage a human being. And there's just a way that we show that struggle. And somebody here listening to me right now is in a struggle. Is facing a challenge. You, you are grieving over a particular situation. You are, you are grieving because you have been laid off because of COVID-19. You're grieving because your business has taken losses because of COVID-19. You're grieving because somebody who you love or somebody who you know that uh, you love has been lost because of this a struggle we call COVID-19. The man who speaks the words that we read this morning was acquainted with grief the bible says that he was a man acquainted with grief he was a man of sorrows i'm speaking about the man you know jesus christ and here in matthew chapter 24 his disciples come to him with a, a perplexing question they come to him because they are having a struggle of the mind jesus has related to them that the temple will be destroyed stone by stone a mortar by mortar brick by brick is going to be destroyed it's as if the temple is going to go through reverse engineering and the disciples are struggling because they are struggling with the fact that the thing that they have invested all of their national pride in the thing that they have invested all of their national resources in is going to be taken away somebody understands what i'm talking about the struggle of losing something the struggle of losing someone and there is this adjustment in us that we we must adjust to a new normal. And I have discovered that there is in us this kind of uh, hate for the monster of change. We don't like the monster of adjusting to a new normal. And these disciples are struggling because Jesus has painted to them that they will be living in a new normal. And Lord knows that COVID-19 has brought to us a new normal. Things ain't right. Things are not normal. Things are not routine anymore so in matthew chapter 24 verse uh, chapter 24 and 25 jesus takes time to explain and answer the questions that the disciples have posed to him and the question we read about it in verse number three where the disciples asked jesus jesus tell us when is the temple going to be destroyed Jesus, tell us when will be the sign of your coming. Jesus, tell us when will be the end of the age. It's interesting to me. Follow what I'm saying. The disciples connected the end of the temple as the end of the world. They saw the, the thing that they prized uh, leaving their life as the end of the world. And, and some of us, because of the struggles that we are having, we think that our life has come to the end of the world. We think that things are not okay. And the disciples were at that particular point. And so Jesus takes time to explain to them uh, what he meant by the temple is going to be destroyed. It's going to be destroyed. You see, many Bible students have called Matthew chapter 24 and 25 as Jesus' Olivet Discourse. In other words, the preaching Jesus gave on the Mount of Olives. Now, in this particular passage, you're going to see that Jesus talks about the signs of the times. He, he speaks about when this is going to happen. He speaks about when that is going to end. He speaks about the struggles and the challenges that come. Now, you see, Bible students will take Matthew chapter 24 and 25, and they will spend time looking at when is the tribulation going to come? When is the second coming going to come? And they spend time focusing on the dates and the details. 
details. They pay attention to the details, but they miss the heart and the burden of Jesus. Jesus uses this passage to delineate, to announce to his disciples the stages of struggle that they would be facing. Because Jesus understood, and you need to understand, that truth divested, not connected to reality is not truth. It is a fantasy. If an idea cannot be used, then it is a useless idea. An idea it is a useless idea. If an idea is simply cognitive, not practical, then that is not a useful idea. And so Jesus uh, wants to help his disciples to understand there are going to be struggles. There are going to be challenges. But I want you to see how you can handle the struggles. I'm a brother and my sister. I need you to understand that there are going to be struggles in your life. You're going to face challenges. But if you read and follow with me today, uh, I promise you that God is going to give you a word, a word that's going to tell you how you can deal with your challenge and your struggle. So, you know, Jesus uses uh, a picture. He uses a metaphor to help them to understand the stages of struggle that they'll be facing. Uh, he, he wanted to offload them of the cognitive burden. He wanted to offload them of the mental power, thinking about how to survive. And so, you know how it is that pictures have a way to uh, connect with us. And so Jesus uses a very simple but powerful image to help them to understand the stages of struggle. He uses the image of a mother giving birth. And for me, when I think about a mother giving birth, there is something about a mother giving birth that connects it to struggle. There is something about a mother giving birth that helps us to see that life begins with struggle. Each and every one of us, you and I were born because of struggle. Somebody had to push you out. <laughs> Somebody had to struggle for you through different mood, mood changes. Somebody had to struggle for you going to doctors. Somebody had to struggle for you because they had to just to, to go through different struggles. There is something about a woman giving birth that relates to struggle. So Jesus uses the image of a woman giving birth to help us to understand that wherever there is life, there is always struggle. They can can never be life without struggle. Haven't you noticed it when you're trying to bring life into your family by helping them to eat properly? They're going to fight you at every turn by buying those sodas. They're going to buy the Cokes and they're going to buy the Sprites. They're going to buy those chips, the Doritos, the Lay's chips. You're saying, let's eat healthy. Let's eat whole grain meals. But they're going to fight you at every turn because there is something about struggle and life. Haven't you noticed it? You're trying to get somebody who you love to read the word of God and to be more spiritual, but they're going to fight you at every turn with excuses that they're tired. They're going to fight you at every turn with excuses that they're busy. They're going to fight you at every turn with excuses that they're not ready yet. Haven't you noticed it? That you're trying to bring life into your organization, your corporation. You change the hierarchy in the organization. You change the structure in the organization. You change the methods of how you do things. But your employees do not get it. They don't understand. Haven't you noticed it? Sometimes the struggle is so hard that you teeter on the point of frustration because they don't get it. They don't understand it. And so here Jesus would understand that if I talk about a woman giving birth, they're going to understand it. And here I want you to understand that Jesus knows the struggles that you face. Because he became a human being. That's an amen moment. You see, Jesus is using the metaphor of a woman giving birth because he was born as a human being. 
So he understands the pain that you're going through. He knows the situation that you're going through. He sees the struggles and the challenges that you face right now. So he understands. Do not tell me that God doesn't understand. Do not tell me that God doesn't know. God became like you. God sweated. God became hungry, angry, hungry. God lost friends. God lost, lost, lost loved ones. God, Jesus was, was betrayed. Every struggle that you face. He faced it a hundred times even more. So you see, Jesus begins uh, explicating or explaining this metaphor. uh, And here's what I understood about the birth process. You see, in the birth process, the first stage, we call it the early stage. In this particular stage, the woman, she's going to feel contractions. But these are not the real thing. They're like a a warm-up. Her muscles in her uterus will tighten, but they're really preparing her, preparing her for the struggle that she's about to face. And so I need you to understand, my brother, my sister, that every struggle has an early stage. Now you see in Matthew chapter 24, verses 4 to number 8. I want you to open your Bibles right now. In Matthew chapter 24, verses uh, 4 to 8, Jesus talks about the early stages that the disciples will go through in their struggle. Jesus speaks about things that they went through on a normal basis. Jesus says in verse number 4 and verse number 5, he he says to them, there are going to be people that are going to come in your life that are going to be claiming to be the Messiah. There are going to be people in your life who are going to be saying, I'm the Christ. That's the first thing that Jesus talks about. So he talks about people who are going to forge the identity of Jesus. They're going to try to claim to be like him. Jesus talks about uh, rumors and, and reports of wars. And then the next thing he says, they're going to be famines and earthquakes. You see, Jesus didn't speak about things that they were not going through. Jesus didn't speak about things that they were not used to. These things were part of the ordinary routine of their life. These were things that they went through on a daily basis. My brother and my sister, Jesus wants them to understand. uh, Do not take what is ordinary and give it an extraordinary status. You are always you you are always around people claiming to be the Messiah. You are aware of people like Thaddeus in Acts chapter five. You are aware of the Judean famine and the Pompeii uh, earthquakes. You are aware of the Jewish wars against the Romans. These are things that are going to happen. There is nothing ordinary about this. There is nothing new about this. Allow me to put it to you like this. You see, COVID-19 is a new baby in an old family of viruses. It's not a new thing. And so my brother and my sister, we have always been around viruses. We have always been around things that are not good in our life. And so my brother and my sister, allow me to just step a little closer into your heart. Sometimes things will happen in your life that are not extraordinary they are just routine just because the stock market has dipped it doesn't mean that you're going to lose uh, your investment just because you got an f it doesn't mean you're going to fail the class just because he or she said no doesn't mean that you're not lovable sometimes we put a spotlight sometimes we become hyperbolic and in fact emphatic on things that we shouldn't be emphatic about we put more emphasis on things that we shouldn't put about just saying these are the normal routines of life Don't give them more power. Don't give them an extraordinary status in your life. There are things that are happening regularly in your life. They're not extraordinary. They are routine. So while looking at the early stage, I understood something about this process. Because you see, when a woman is in the early stage, 
she has to be careful that she doesn't panic. She needs to make sure that she does things to keep herself calm. So, for example, if she's feeling these, uh, you know, contractions, and interestingly, I found that uh, the contractions in the early stage, they are named after a man. The name is running out of my brain right now, but they're named after a man. Interesting to me that a man can study contractions, but ladies go through contractions. But you see, in the early stage, a woman needs to calm herself. If it happens in the day, the woman should, you know, eat her favorite food. You know, if she likes Burger King, she should go to Burger King. If she likes McDonald's, she should go to McDonald's. Don't recommend it for a pregnant woman. But she should eat her comfort food. She should watch her favorite TV show. Uh, she should um, prepare her best outfit. She needs to do everything careful to make sure that she stays calm. <laughs> if it happens during the night, she needs to make sure that she is sleeping. She needs to make sure that she, you know, takes a chill pill. My brother and my sister, in the early stage of a struggle, you need to make sure that you do things that can make you relax. You need to do things that are going to put you at ease. Read the book that you like. Watch the movie that you like. Uh, hike a mountain. Do anything that, is, that can keep you safe, it can keep you sane, it can keep you comfortable. Don't allow the early stage of struggle to throw you off center. Are you following what I'm saying? So here is what Jesus does in the text to help them to understand. And I'm here proposing to you that you must use the insurance policy that Jesus Christ gave to us. Uh, follow what, I, what, what I'm saying. I call it the, the alliance, the alliance policy of heaven. Uh, you guys will understand what I'm talking about. I call it the alliance purpose, the alliance uh, uh, insurance policy of heaven. And you see here in the text, look at the text again. Jesus says, take heed that no one deceive you saying that I'm a Christ. You need to remember who you are allied to. You need to remember who you gave your life to. You need to remember Jesus Christ. Do not follow an idea of Jesus that you have not learned. People might come to you and tell you I'm the Christ. Offering you a solution. But my brother and my sister do not follow the solution that they're giving you. You need to follow the solution that Jesus Christ has prepared for you and he's giving to you. And so here he says, when the struggle comes, when you're in your early stage of struggle, do not allow it to throw you off center. Think about me. And remember that I have not given you a spirit of fear, but I've given you a spirit of power, love, and of a sound mind. Now you see, I found something in the text. Very interesting. Listen to what I'm saying. You see, in the text, Jesus uses a verb in the imperative tense. That simply means that he is saying that this is a command. When he says to them in verse number four and in verse number, number six, he says to them, do not allow anyone to deceive you. Make sure that you are not troubled. He is saying it is your duty to not be troubled. It is your duty not to panic. And then he uses the verb in, a, in the present tense. In other words, he's saying, as you live your life, continually keep yourself calm. Do not allow a situation to throw you off center. And so my brother, my sister, my message to you is right now, you're in a struggle. I mean, right, right now things are, are not working out. Things don't look good. My brother, my sister, don't allow that thing to throw you off center. Keep yourself focused on Jesus. Allow him to, to be with you and to guide you. So you see, after 8 to 12 hours, in the early stage, a woman moves to the active stage. In the active stage, what happens is that a woman 
will, the contractions will become uh, stronger, they'll become longer, and they'll become closer. And at this active stage, follow what I'm saying, at this active stage, uh, she needs to, to, to get involved in the struggle. The struggle has been activated. She has to start to respond uh, to the struggle. Uh, allow me to tell you that every struggle has an active stage. Uh, let me put it to you in another way. Every struggle has an active stage when it gets kicked off. And so here in the text, in verse number 9, look at the text again. He says, for this will deliver you to tribulation. And so here Jesus paints a picture to them that at some point telling the disciples, the family and the friends that you love and you care about, they're going to be agents and witnesses against you. They're going to be used against you to, to persecute you. They're going to be used against you to go. Uh, they're going to be used against you to go against you. You see, right now, we, we live in an age where Christianity is popular. It is lit to be a Christian. Christians wear crosses. Christians celebrate Easter. But in the time of the disciples, it wasn't popular to be a Christian. In fact, history tells us of Christians who died. A man we know as Stephen was drenched in a rain of stones. A man we call as Paul was, was lashed in his back. A man we know as Peter was put in prison as a, uh, for preaching the gospel. He was a prisoner of faith. And so my brother and my sister, Jesus wanted them to understand that life, because you believe in me, you're going to struggle. And I want you to see something that Jesus says in the text that is so powerful. He says they're going to deliver you to tribulation. They're going to kill you because of my name sake They're going to kill you because of me. And so Jesus is helping them to understand the struggle, the er the, your early stage of struggle where the normal things are going to change into a, a higher sense of struggle is a time when you're going to feel the heat for believing in me. My brother and my sister, when we look at COVID-19, we see that COVID-19 has ratcheted up the pressure. You know, it began as, you know, wash your hands and uh, it... it let me, let, me, let me begin properly. It began, in, it, it began in Wuhan. We were watching, you know, and then, oh, it went to Singapore, and then it went to other countries. And here in Indonesia, we're like, oh, it's cool, you know, it's not coming over here. Then eventually it made its way to Indonesia, and now it was like, okay, 10 people cannot gather together. No, it was like 100 people cannot gather together. Then it was 50 people cannot gather together. And then it was like 10 people only can gather together. Now the government has just really told us it is... It is five people that can gather together. Can you imagine? In fact, the governor of Jakarta says if more than five people gather together, there's going to be a fine of 100 million. Just to translate to you, 100 million is like $6,000, right? That's, that's how much it is just for more than five people to gather together. And so COVID-19 has been literally putting, pointing the pressure hoses at us. And sometimes, my brother and my sister, uh, for you to know that the struggle has moved on to the active stage, you're not able to sleep at night. You're not able to eat properly. You're in constant arguments with those around you. Uh, the things that you normally like, you, you, you don't like to, to do them anymore. And so that is when you know that the, the, the struggle in your life has moved from the early stage to an active stage. And it is at that particular moment that you, you need to think about getting involved in the struggle. So let me put it to you like this, my brother and my sister, as I was looking at the birth process. You see, when the woman moves from the early stage to the active stage, you know what she needs to do? She needs to pack up her bags and get actively involved and put herself in the hospital. She needs to go to the hospital 
and she needs to fight this struggle to bring a life into the to a, into existence and so allow me to put it to you like this my brother and my sister when the struggle has come when the challenges are on you make sure that you do not become passive you need to become active my brother and my sister you need to pull up your your socks you need to pull up your pants and tighten your belt. You need to roll up your sleeves and get ready to fight. My brother and my sister, you need to be like a boxer in a stance ready to fight. My brother and my sister, you need to be like a sprinter. Get in the box and get ready to run. My brother and my sister, you need to be like a student who is preparing for the next test. My brother and my sister, you need to be prepared. You cannot be passive. You got to get active because it is only when you get active that you are able to defeat the struggle. You see, my my brother and my sister when the sunshine of struggle is shining on you do not look for the shade to hide under you need to put on your glasses and face the struggle and fight and fight and fight do not give up so here we have the disciples Jesus telling them they're going to defeat you they, I mean they're going to put you in persecution and struggle but do not back down we need to be spiritually proud and say, I'm not going to back down. Because you see, an x-ray allows you to see something deeper. And I need you to see that in a struggle, there is something deeper. I need you to understand that we are on the side of Christ. And the enemy, Satan, is, is, is against him. And so because we have given ourselves over to Jesus, because we love him and we, we, we want to, 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 to follow him, the enemy is not happy when you're studying the Bible. The enemy is not happy when you're going to church. The enemy is not happy when you're doing things. And so he will bring things that will, 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 will break you so that the don't make you he will make you a quitter not a believer my brother not a believer my brother and my sister i need you to understand that the struggles you're facing the challenges that you're going through these are not simple challenges it is because there is a bigger struggle the bible says we wrestle not against flesh and blood but against principalities of spiritual wickedness in high places so my brother just don't look at you not having money as a simple thing and not having money there is a bigger struggle god knows that the devil knows that if he can choke your finance you might be like lord i curse you and i want to die the Lord knows that if he takes away somebody you love, the devil knows if he can just take away somebody you love, you might give up on God. And so the struggles that come, the challenges that you face, the devil is trying to use them to disturb, to detract and throw you off. And so we are in a struggle, but it's not just a struggle. And what I love about this text when it says, you're going to be killed for my name's sake, Jesus is saying, you are struggling a selfless struggle. You are struggling not for yourselves. You're struggling for me. And here's a question. Who are you struggling for this morning? Who are you fighting for? Who, whose team are you on? Whose banner are you carrying? Here Jesus is saying when you're struggling as a Christian, you are on team Jesus. Here Jesus is saying when you're struggling, you are carrying the banner of Prince Emmanuel. Jesus is saying when you're struggling, you are saying I'm a kingdom of God. Jesus is saying when you're, when you're struggling for him, you are saying I'm a, I'm a Jesus a fanatic. I'm a Jesus freak. Sometimes we need to, to be like that. So my brother and my sister, when you are in the struggle of your life, when, when it gets hard, do not back down. You need to stand up because you are fighting for somebody bigger than who you are. Could it be that my brother, my sister, if we can only fight enough and be strong enough uh, that the name of Jesus is going to be raised up?
Yeah, they, they, they went through it. They struggled, but they overcame. Uh, what, what about this particular person? Uh, they, they're a Christian. Oh, Christian. Uh, okay. Hey, you're a Christian. You struggled. Yeah, you know, I, I believe in Jesus. Because the struggles are going to highlight who he is. Allow me to give you three keys when you're going through struggle. Let me give you three keys. In, in verse number 13, Jesus says that those who endure to the end are going to be saved. Look at verse number 13. He says, those who endure to the end are going to be saved. My brother and my sister, when you're in a struggle, you got to persevere. It's not time to give up. Now, Jesus says, those who endure. He uses a word of, uh, uh, in Greek, it means to, to persevere. It, it's, it's a word of, of patience. It's a, he imagines a, a runner. He imagines a runner a, a running a marathon and they're on kilometer number 31. The legs are burning. The, 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 the heart, I mean, the, the breathing is up and, and the runner just wants to give up. But he knows that on kilometer 31, he has about 11 kilometers to go to the finish line. And because he knows he has 11 kilometers to go to the finish line and he has completed already 31 kilometers, he's not going to give up. At kilometer 31, he's going to fight, he's going to push and make sure that he gets to kilometer number 42 because he understands, if I can only cross the gulf of these 11 kilometers, I'm going to be a marathon runner. I'm going to be stronger for it that the next time I'm ready to run in a struggle, I'm going to be able to go through my brother and my sister. It is not time to quit. It is not time to give up. You need to fight and fight and fight. I'm not sure what your struggle is, but if you in Endure to the end, you're going to be saved. Allow me to put it to you like this. We are saved in the struggle, not away from it. It is when you struggle that God gives you something that is powerful and that is mighty. And so the first key is you need to, so, to persevere. The second key is you need to preach. In verse number 14, Jesus says, this gospel of the kingdom is going to be preached to the whole world and then the end is going to come. So I understood something that when you're going through a struggle, it is not time to quit on God. Mm -hmm. When you're going through a struggle, it is not time to stop posting online the things about Jesus. When you're struggling, it is not time to quit preaching. When you're struggling, it is not time to stop praying. You need to do the mission that God has called you. And Lord knows I'm talking to somebody who has quit on God. Somebody who is not praying as they should. Somebody who is not dedicated or giving as much as they should. My brother and my sister, it is not time to give up. It is time to fight and fight do your mission so you must persevere and you must preach. But Jesus gives them something else. This is the third uh, clue. You must remain on Common Sense Street. You see, when you read verses number 15 to number 20, Jesus speaks about a situation where when the Roman armies would come into Jerusalem, he says, if you're on the rooftop, flee to the mountains. He says, if you're in the field, do not go back and, 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 and take your, your cloak. If a mother is pregnant, please pray for her. Make sure that your flight does not happen in the winter. You see, Jesus understood that we need to learn how to pick our battles. My brother and my sister, it is not spiritual maturity to go to a, a hospital that has sick people and you go and they claim that I'm here to heal anybody who has COVID-19. That is not spiritual maturity, my brother. That is spiritual maturity. You need to learn that sometimes you got to stay away from the struggle because you are not powerful enough. You are not strong enough to defeat the struggle. You need to believe that sometimes common sense will allow you to get away from a situation because by staying in this situation you're not going to accomplish anything and so some of us we we try to test God and make God do things my brother my sister let God be God and you be a human being and understand that you have limitations it is not time to try to tell God God look you know what 
I'm going to go to, uh, I've, I've seen people like, you know, I'm going to jump into this cage of, of, of lions and, and I want to see what the lions are going to do. My brother and my sister, sometimes the struggle is the lion and you need to tuck your feet and run like a cheetah or a gazelle. So here are three keys when you're going through struggle. If you are to persevere, you need to, you, you need to persevere, you need to preach, and you need to stay on common sense street. Don't allow yourself to move away from those things. And my brother and my sister, if you can do that, you're going to overcome in the struggle. So, as I was studying the birth of a woman, and Jesus using this metaphor, he, he, he says, what I understood was that when a woman moves from the early stage into the active stage, she moves to the mega stage. Her things become quite intense. And so I, I'm here to tell you that every struggle has a mega stage. And look with me in verses number uh, 22. Verses number 21 and verses number 22. Jesus says in verse number 21. For then there will be great tribulation. Notice. The early stage Jesus calls it as the beginning of sorrows. Let me just do a little recap. He calls it as the beginning of sorrows. The early stage. And then in verse number 9. He calls the active stage as being pushed into tribulation but now here Jesus calls the mega stage as great tribulation in fact the word translated great is where we get our English word for mega we have mega malls we have mega cities we have mega churches we have mega stars we have mega hertz mega watts mega death so Jesus is helping us to understand that there's going to come a time when the struggle is going to become mega it's going to be mega activity and it's going to it's going to be a mega pressure and you're going to be suffering in this particular situation and so allow me to put it to you like this my brother my sister COVID-19 has been like this to us it, it started off small but now it is a mega mega pressure in fact it has pushed us into our homes to such a way that you know, you know to, to be honest you, you know these days when um you know, we, we, we just have to stay at home. We've been told by the, the government, stay at home, stay inside your house. And to be honest, I like being home. Right? I like being home. But, man, home every day, like yesterday, I stayed in my apartment the whole day. Can you imagine? I, I, I was sick of myself. I was sick of my apartment. But that's what the government is saying. So, you, you, you know, mega pressure comes to you when you are just at that point of quitting. You, you know, when you're doing that exercise routine and you're just tired, you're like, man, I don't want to do this, do, do this anymore. Uh, and so here is what Jesus is saying. The pressure is going to come. The pressure is going to be hard. The pressure is going to be strong. And when a woman is at the mega stage in, 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 in the birth process, that is when the, the, the what I'm saying, that, that is when the contractions are strong. And they are hard. That is the time when she can feel nausea. She can feel hot chills. That is the time when she can want to vomit. It's, it's a time of, of great struggle. It is a, it, it's not a good time. But Jesus is saying, unless those days will be short and no flesh can survive, allow me to put it to you like this, my brother and my sister. God understands that the struggle is real but he's able to control the struggle and that's why he says unless those days were shortened no flesh would survive so allow me to put it to you like this my brother i said you might be in a struggle going through a challenge things may not be making sense you may not understand what's going on but i need you to know that god is the one in charge and he's going to control the struggle now if you're going through struggle right now it simply means that god sees that you can make it let me pause 
If you're going through struggle right now, it is a mega struggle. God knows that you can make it. God believes in you. God believes in you. God knows you can. God will not allow you to be in the training wheels. God is not going to baby you. God will put you in the struggle. There is something about teachers I discovered. Teachers will prepare you for a test, but they'll never take a test for you. My brother or my sister, God will put you through a test. He'll prepare you for the test, but he'll not take a test for you. Because God knows that you can handle it. God knows that you can make it through the situation. He is in control. So if things are not changing, if your bank account is not changing, if your relationship status is not changing, if your workplace is not changing, if this and that is not changing, just understand that God knows you can still take it. You can still make it. And so he's going to allow you to go through that situation because he believes in you and in your abilities. God believes us in us more than we believe in, our, we believe in ourselves. We are ready to quit. But God says, I will never quit on you. Somebody say amen. amen. So you see, when you're in a mega struggle, in a mega challenge, uh, what happens is that, what happens is that our tendency is to look for a way out. We like to look for an escape from the struggle. In fact, Jesus here says that when the struggle becomes mega, when the struggle becomes big, he says that they're going to be, look at, look at verse number 23 and verse number 20, 20, 26. Jesus says they're going to be false prophets and they're going to be false Christ. Now, I want you to see something that is interesting in the, in the text. In the early stage, Jesus mentions false Christs coming and telling them, I'm the Christ. In the active stage, in verse number 11, Jesus mentions false prophets. But here in the mega stage, we have Christs and prophets together. Because when the struggle is hard, you need solutions to meet the challenge. And so there are people, listen to what I'm saying. There are people who study struggle. And they will come to try to provide solutions for the struggle. Because a Christ or a Messiah is a savior. So Jesus is saying, be careful of false solutions. And a prophet is somebody who gives a message. And he's saying, be careful for wrong messages. My brother and my sister, allow me to put it to you straight. We are in a struggle right now. We are in a challenge right now. But you need to be sure that you do not go for false solutions. You do not go for false messages. It is not time right now to follow people who are preaching things that are crazy. People are saying that this is the end of the world because of COVID-19. But I'm here to tell you that COVID-19 is not a new thing. And so you need to understand that when you're going through a struggle, there are going to be voices in your head. There are going to be things telling you, do this and do that. My brother, my sister, the only way you can stay safe is to stay uh, straight on who Christ is and stay straight on the message. Do not allow anybody to mislead you. And that is the way that you're going to be able to be protected in this particular struggle. Read the word of God. Study books that are accurate. Follow the, the rated, rep, reputable news sources and allow these things to tell you and help you. And you're going you're gonna to stay on the straight path. And so my brother and my sister, right now, it is, it is time to stick to the solutions that God has given us in his word. To follow what he tells us and how we can handle struggle. And he has said, I'm with you. I'm never going to leave you. I'm with you every step of the way. And so my brother and my sister, in a mega stage, follow God's solutions. And so I discovered something that... You know, you go through 
an early stage in struggle. You go through an active stage in struggle. You go through a mega stage in struggle. But you see, every struggle must end. Every struggle has a final stage. And so here in verse number 29, Jesus says immediately after the tribulation, right? He says beginning of sorrows. He says tribulation. And then he talks about the great tribulation. And then he says immediately after the tribulation. The Bible here says immediately after the tri tribulation. The text says, of those days, the sun will be darkened and the moon will not give its light. The stars will fall from heaven and the powers of hell will be shaken. Jesus is saying, immediately after your, uh, your struggle, there's going to be climactic changes. Now, when I read this text, I was, I was thinking to myself, wow. God wasn't there in the early stage. God wasn't there in the active stage. In fact, God seems not to be there in the, in the mega stage. But here he comes at the final stage. You know, there are people that if somebody has won a big contract or they have made a lot of money, maybe they won the lottery, they'll come, you know, because they want to celebrate the spoils. It seems to me here that God is coming to celebrate the spoils. The struggle is over, so he's there to struggle. So I had a little bit of a, of a confrontation in my mind. But when I was thinking about the birth process, I understood something. You see, at every stage a woman is giving birth, she needs to have a support person. She needs to have a person with her in the early stage to calm her down. The, the person in the early stage needs to be telling her, it's going to be okay. It'll be fine. Take it easy. Let's eat your favorite food. Uh, she, she needs that calming influence. Now, when she goes to the active stage, the support person needs to continue Comforting her with messages, verbal messages. It'll be okay. It'll be fine. But now he must add activity to his support. He must massage her. He must allow her to practice the breathing techniques that they went to those uh, birth classes. He, he, he must get actively involved. But now, when she goes into the mega stage, the intensity of the words... The intensity of the action must match the mega stage. My brother and my sister, I'm here to tell you that Jesus Christ is our support person. He is with us at every stage. He is there when the stage, uh, the early stage. He is there at the active stage. He is there at the mega stage. You see, my brother and my sister, I want you to see something that is happening in this text. You see, in this text, the disciples come to Jesus. They tell him, tell us when the, the, the temple is going to be destroyed. Tell us when, uh, when is going to be the sign of your coming and the end of the age. And so Jesus is there telling them about how things are going to come. My brother and my sister, I need you to put to understand what I'm saying. You see, Jesus prepared them before time. Jesus explained to them what was going to happen. And because he explained to them what was going to happen, it's as if he was with them at every stage. And that's why the Bible says, I will never leave you nor forsake you. I am with you until the end of age. There is no time in your life. There is no time in your struggle. There is no time in your trouble. There is no time in your crisis that Jesus ain't there. He is always there in every stage jesus christ is there you know how i know you see people develop relationships online 
And how do they develop relationships online? They chat with one another. They read each other's text. And they read each other's messages. You are so sweet. You are so kind. I love you. I love the way you talk. I love your picture. And because of reading each other's messages, emotions develop. And because emotions develop, they start to make plans to meet one another. They have never seen each other, but the messages, the words, the ideas that have been coming out have created relationship. And so a relationship can start online and mature to a real relationship. I'm here to tell you, my brother and my sister, you need an online relationship with Jesus. You need to believe his word. You need to hold his word. You need to follow his word. And when you spend time in his word, when you listen to what he has to say, it is going to develop into a relationship. An emotion, a hunger is going to develop. You're going to make plans to meet God in prayer. And so my brother and my sister, when Jesus is telling the disciples about these struggles that they're going through. He's telling them the challenges that they're going to face. It's as if every step of the way he was walking with them. My brother and my sister, God is with you. God hasn't left you. He is by your side. What you need to do is to have that relationship with him. Develop it. Strengthen it. And Jesus will become a real companion you can walk with every day. He'll be with you every step of the way. You see, what I love about this text, the Bible says immediately after the tribulation of those days. You see, what it tells me is that when you've gone through struggle, God is there. Hmm? <laughs> when you have finished the struggle, when you have graduated... When you have gotten the certificate, struggle, struggler for Jesus, it shows that God is there. Now, you see, Jesus said, Jesus said in verse number nine, you're going to suffer for my sake. But in verse number 22, he says, I will shorten the struggle for your sake. You will suffer for my sake, but I will shorten the struggle for your sake. <laughs> you have suffered for me. You have struggled for me. Because you have shown me that you're committed to me, I will stop and, and change the struggle. My brother, remain faithful to God. Be true to him. And your struggle will end. Allow him to lead you correctly and the right way. My brother and my sister, we are in a struggle right now. It is not time to give up. Remain faithful to God. And I believe the experts might tell us it's going to be three months, four months for COVID to end. But I believe that God has his hand on the struggle ending button. He can end the struggle when he chooses. We just need to be faithful and he's going to figure out things and change the things for us. My brother and my sister, I believe that God wants us to be better because of the struggle. God wants us to be better fathers. God wants us to be better mothers. God wants us to be better students. God wants us to be better teachers. God wants us to be better better lovers. God wants us to be better Christians. Whatever situation, what, whatever we may be in right now, I want you to believe that God is using it to better us and to make us like him. When you end this struggle, I want you to be a better person. When you end this struggle, God wants you to be a better person. Don't be the same old person that you were before the struggle. Because if you come out as the, the same person, then the struggle hasn't helped you one bit. So as I transition to the combination of this shamanic expression, 
I want to share an experience of a mother and a father. I want to share experience of a parent and a student. You see, a parent will send a student to school. And many of you have done that. You have sent your children to school. You have sent them to study. And many of you have made effort to pay tuition and fees. But your child is away at school. Now the child, when he goes to school, he's like, I'm here studying. The tuition and the fees have been paid. All I need to do is to struggle with my studies and pass. All I need to do is to struggle with my studies and get A's. What most children do not know is that parents are back home working hard to make ends meet. Parents are back home working hard to save money so that they can push the child along in the struggle that they're facing. But it, it amazes me because I've been in a few graduations in my little life on earth. Parents often come for graduation because they are there to celebrate the struggle of their child in, in, in succeeding in the study. You see, my brother and my sister, God is like a parent who has sent us away to school. He is not sitting and doing nothing. He's working hard, fighting on our behalf so that we can make it in our struggle. The Bible says that Jesus Christ is in the heavenly sanctuary praying and interceding for our behalf. He is praying when you have doubts. He is praying when you have discouragement. He is praying when you have shame. He is praying when you have sin. He is praying when you feel like you want to give up. He is praying so that you make it. And I want you to know that according to the text is that one day Jesus Christ is going to come and take us home. One day Jesus Christ is going to come and, and be there at our graduation and take us home to heaven. Right now all we need to do is to remain faithful. Right now all we need to do is to continue fighting. Right now all we need to do is to say Lord I'm going to stay by your side. Right now what we need to do is to strengthen our relationship with God. We need to have that online relationship with God. And if we can do that, my brother and my sister, the struggle would have accomplished something and one day we're going to celebrate and we're going to have joy. And it is amazing to me that when the struggle ends, a mother forgets the struggle. She smiles because she has a brand new baby. My brother and my sister, your moment of joy is coming. God has prepared it. He's going to take you from your struggle. It may be here now because God is a God of the present. But I believe that our greatest joy is coming when Jesus Christ will come in the clouds of heaven. My brother, my sister, in every stage of struggle, Jesus is with you. Amen. He never, ever, ever lets you go. I, I want to pray for you and bless you because my challenge is simple. Lord, I want to follow you. Lord, I want to be committed. Lord, I want to do your will. Lord, I want to develop my relationship. Help me to follow your will and to follow your purpose. Join me in prayer as I pray for you. Let us pray. Heavenly Father, may your name be praised and glorified. I thank you so much because you have allowed us to see the reality of the moment. Father, we trust you to show us what we must do in our struggles. And many of us are in a period of struggle. We are suffering, Lord. But Father, you are a God who is with us at every stage of struggle. Matthew 24 has helped us to see 
that it's not about dates, but it's about us surviving the struggle with you every step of the way. Under the sound of my voice are men and women, ladies and gentlemen, girls and boys who need your help. And I pray, Lord, that you would do what only you can do. May you, Father, grant grace. May you grant strength. May you help us, Lord, in our struggle. And, Father, if you can end it, bring it to a close, please do so. But, Father, we're going to trust you and believe, you no and believe in you no matter what. Thank you, Lord, for your love. Thank you, Lord, for your care. In the awesome and wonderful name of Jesus Christ, I pray. Amen and amen.